For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. And welcome to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Welcome this fine Saturday morning. And as always, we truly appreciate you taking the time to tune in and listen to our program. And those that have, uh, those of you that had followed us and, and sent us requests and, uh, also sent me lots and lots of uplifting messages. I just want to thank you for the encouragement. I do. Um, it is amazing, um, how much you guys appreciate what is being shared. So, uh, to start off, I mean, uh, obviously tomorrow is, uh, Easter Sunday and a very special, it's been a very special week for all of us in contemplation and thinking about the path that Jesus took to the cross on our behalf. And so it is, uh, it is, uh, incredible. Um, it, it really, really, really is incredible. And, and tomorrow we celebrate the resurrection from yesterday, looking as though God's plan has failed, you know, as, as the apostles and all just cowered in fear of what had happened, the leader that they loved so much. But what they forgot about is what they saw. How can the giver of life who healed and raised the dead himself, not be able to fulfill the prophecy of him being raised from the dead. And so in our weak human condition, even though the things that we all saw, how fast do they dissipate in our minds to lead us astray so often? So by Christ fulfilling his Father's will on the cross, and tomorrow into a triumphant resurrection. And so we can all be reunited with God the Father through the Holy Son. I am just eternally, eternally thankful. And again, you're listening to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Now, early on in my radio career, I I talked about varying subjects all the time. It wasn't as... Uh, I will say it wasn't as biblical as it is today, although the Bible was always on my heart during that time as well. But just for a few minutes, uh, I'm, I'm not digressing away from the scripture or spirituality or Christianity or, or faith in our God, not by one second, but I just want to share a kind of crazy news item with you that uh, someone who shared with me, and thank you, Peter, if you're listening. I hope you're up this morning listening. Thank you for sending me this link to see this because people need to know, and this may have gotten missed. Um, there's a gift shop. Uh, at the VA Center in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And the what an unusual place to find and see that it's becoming a battleground. 
You see, damn, what in the world could could a VA gift shop in a medical center, how could that be a battleground? Well, this is kind of crazy. It's called the Patriot Shop, I believe is its name, and they had put together an Easter-themed display featuring all the kind of standard things for those that who be coming to visit maybe someone a parent or a grandparent who's at the hospital. So it included storybooks and bunny rabbits and chocolate eggs. But also as our first, um, uh, you know, uh, as our uh, our wonderful amendments tell us uh, <laughs> of what we have to be able to do, our first amendment of the Bill of Rights, right? It says that we can enjoy our religious liberty as well, can't we, and practice our faith, of which we prevent no one from doing. But yet, as true believers, we share our faith on a level that is not pounding or threatening by harm or a beating or any of those other things, but only through the actions that we do to let people know how deep Christ is in our souls, how much the Holy Spirit has enveloped us totally. So here it's an Easter-themed display featuring storybooks, bunny rabbits, chocolate eggs, but the table included something else that's very important for Easter, and they were Bibles and all kinds of associated uh, faith and uh, Christian reading materials were all over the place. So what happens is, is this anti-religious group comes in, who all we ever hear is tolerance, 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 but the end result is the only tolerance that they're able to contain themselves to is tolerance that follows what they want to put out. And this breaks my heart. And again, you know, I, I don't go on about politics. I don't go on about endlessly about these kinds of battles necessarily. But sometimes you need to hear how advanced wickedness is and how it's coming across this country. And so uh, what they said was that uh, uh, they can do it. And this is uh, somebody who was uh, uh, misconstruing for me federal case law in, in saying that uh, they were not able to do this. And so this this it's called the Military Religious Freedom Foundation. They're a, da- a very darling of, of, of opposition of anything faithful, anything righteous and good. They're in opposition to it. And what they're known for, get this, is bullying Christian military personnel. Boom, does that break your heart. And so they're especially triggered when they see nativity scenes and holy Bibles. So those that go to defend the beliefs of our country are being told they can't have representation in the military. It's insanity. But you already knew that, didn't you? And I will tell you that the, uh, they were saying that they were distressed. They were distressed to see an Easter display in the Patriot store that included a, a, a table full of Christian books and Bibles for children and adults. So the only tolerance that these people can see is tolerating what they want put out. And so um, they were uh, they were 
trying to use the thing that there was no corresponding to display for Passover, uh, nor did they ever see any other Christian material, other Christian material. They alleged, which you and I know that's not true. There, there is, you know, I see things about the, the Jewish faith and the Muslim. I see these things out there. So how they can say that, the, you know, there was nothing else. And of course, then just the godlessness of an Easter bunny that has no relationship to our faith at all. But yet, what have we all done all these years? We've perpetrated that myth. As believers, as Christians, we continue to perpetrate myths. And then when we come to the to the to the crossover line as our children become adults and they come to us and go, you told us this all the time. You let us believe this. And we go, well, that's fake, but Jesus is real when they begin to question our faith in Jesus Christ. We allowed it. We we participated in it. Think about that. And uh, And remember... It's important for journalists to uh, generally use the words alleged when they're covering these kinds of allegations from the organization. And nearly all of the cases that these kinds of groups present have almost always been anonymous. So there's no way to independently verify any of the complaints. But nonetheless, the VA's... uh, Woke leadership freaked out when they got a letter from this group and immediately, this is how it's worded, immediately removed all the offensive materials. My God, my God, we have forsaken you. Holy cow. So I just wanted to, I just wanted to share that with you. Um, oh, I will tell you. The, the other hand, there is some people who did step up. The American Center for Law and Justice said the VA Medical Center violated the law by removing the Bibles. Oh, isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting? You think about it. The other group said the chocolate bunnies were permissible, but the Holy Bible was not. And so the other group went on to say, a senior counselor at the American Center for Law and Justice, displaying religious literature and offering it for sale along with other items does not violate the establishment clause or any other clause of the Constitution, no matter how forcefully one claims it does. So, my friends, claim Jesus. Proclaim Jesus. Fill your heart to your soul and proclaim till your soul cries out that Jesus Christ is Lord. Thank you, Father, for that wonderful, uh, wonderful message and those that stood up for what is just and right. But that's not our battleground, honestly. Our battleground is sharing the gospel so that we can bring bring God's people into the fold. That is what is so important. So you're listening to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio.
95.5 fired up this morning about this crazy stuff that is happening. But are we allowing it, my brothers and sisters? Stay tuned. We'll be right back after this. So what is Talk With a Purpose? It's a lively, informative, number one rated talk show on Saturday morning. Hi, this is John DeMassey. Join me and my guests every Saturday from 9 a.m. till noon for Talk With a Purpose, heard right here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And if you miss it on Saturday, we replay it on Sunday from 5 until 8 p.m. Don't miss Talk With a Purpose, Saturday and Sunday, right here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. South Jersey's talk station. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM, South Jersey's talk station. And welcome back to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you and welcome back to the second segment of this fine Saturday before Easter, the day after Good Friday. And I prayerfully hope that you are contemplating contemplating the events of this past holy week so many things took place here in this past holy week thousands of years ago on our behalf the greatest greatest thing that has happened in the history of mankind itself and for us and on behalf of us a miraculous, incredible event transpired to bring salvation to you and I. And I just want to take a few minutes to, to solemnly look at the events that took place yesterday and Thursday, just reminding ourselves a little bit trying to put that picture of what actually was taking place in our hearts and our minds. And I'd like you to tell you to just imagine for a minute the scene at the cross. Really use your imagination. Open your hearts to seeing what that looked like from the crowd's perspective. What are you witnessing? You're witnessing three individuals nailed to this tree, which was a horrible criminal death. You're seeing soldiers, Roman soldiers, huddled in a circle, gambling and casting lots for the possessions of Jesus, for little articles of clothing, and here you have the common soldier witnessing the world's most uncommon event. Just another criminal? A criminal? Just another criminal? I think not. The cross becomes forgotten. 
Now, it makes me think of us. And many of us, when we're asked, we say, yeah, I'm religious. Yeah, yeah. But those who claim heritage at the cross, this includes all of us, the strict, the loose, the simple, the spirit-filled, the evangelical, every single one of us who claim to have a relationship to that cross, I will tell you, we're not so unlike those soldiers that were there that day. You and I, all of us together, have played games at the foot of the cross. We compete for numbers. We scramble for status, competition, selfishness, and personal gain. Every bit of that is, is there around us all the time. So often we major in the trivial and we split into little huddles, don't we? Think about it. Another name, another doctrine, so close to the cross, but so far away from Christ. Think about what Jesus prayed for you and I. May they all be one father. One, he said. May we all be one. Not one in groups of 2,000. He was praying for one church, one faith, one Lord. No hierarchies, no traditions. We saw what traditions did to the, to the Israel of old. What did it do to them? He prayed that it would be just him, just Christ, that we would seek. I hope that you're able to imagine that picture and place ourselves in the lives of those who stood there. How many Judases are there who will regret, <sighs> regret so deeply how many? How many Peters are there that will say, no, I don't know him. No, I'm not part of him. And he brought down curses on himself. I do not know him. And the cock crowed. How many of us are Peter? How many of us are the rest of the apostles who huddled in their homes saying, it's done, he's failed, we've lost, now the Romans are coming to kill us all. But sometimes life appears to fall to pieces. And I will tell you, it can seem irreparable. We've all had our fair share of disappointments, our losses, our hardships, whether financial or family, crushing us 
from every corner. But brothers and sisters, remember, for every challenge, there is a breathtaking promise. Have faith. It's going to be okay. How do we know that? How do we get that information into our heart? Let us humbly, humbly open our souls in prayer. Surrender to God so that the Holy Spirit may dwell within us. And so, how do we know? Because God so loved the world. Let John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that who should ever, whosoever should believeth in him should not perish but have eternal life. Let that become the banner of your life. So much so that the message of salvation will well in you spring up in you like living waters so that you may go and refresh those who you share the gospel with. That's what this Easter week is about. The events have already taken place. The celebration is giving thanks for what we know that God accomplished through his one and only Son, Jesus Christ, who died, suffered. We are healed by his wounds. And he was wounded for our transgressions. I pray with all my heart that this week and this holy week as the sun rises tomorrow, that you begin anew. If you're hurting, if you feel hopeless, know that God is a God of hope. He is a God of love. And when you humbly approach our Savior, accepting the blood that was shed on the cross for you and I, the God of all creation will come with his son and dwell in you in an intimate relation so deep, so detailed, so full of grace and compassion that it will well in you, well up in you again, like a spring overflowing with living waters. I hope that as we continue today's program, that you take, and if you haven't done this for this week, if you haven't done this, uh, contemplating the uh, historical events that had taken place over 2,000 years ago, that you will take the time to let it permeate your soul. Let it permeate your heart and your mind so that what God has to offer, you will grab hold of 
He says, seek and you shall find. Ask and it shall be given. Knock and the door shall be opened unto you. These are God's promises to us endlessly. So that one day we will dwell with him. But even before that, the indwelling begins while we're still here on planet Earth. In this fleshly form, God begins the work and continues in us, refining us as gold is refined, removing the dross and the impurities. That's what Christ did on the cross. What we were destined for, he accepted on our behalf. You're listening to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We'll be right back after this. Please stay tuned. When you need to know, it's WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and the WPG Talk Radio app. News, I'm Karen McHugh. Air raid sirens are heard in Kiev and Lviv today as Russia seems ready to hit Ukraine harder. Russia's defense ministry is warning that in Kiev and in that area, it's going to increase the number of missile attacks. And that ominous warning comes after U.S. officials have now confirmed that Ukraine sank one of Russia's premier warships off the coast of Odessa. The heightened sense of alert comes as Russia is believed to be regrouping in the east after withdrawing from Kiev and the surrounding region. Fox's Matt Finn is in Lviv. A wildfire in New Mexico dubbed the McBride Fire leaves two dead while destroying over 200 homes. The governor toured the area Friday where residents are trying to put their lives back together. Where will you work? How do you get to work? How do you comfort your children? Can you live back there again? Michelle Lujan Grisham. America is listening to Fox News. Your WPG Talk Radio 95.5 AccuWeather forecast for South Jersey. Rather cloudy skies today, a passing shower this afternoon, high 68. A shower in the area this evening, otherwise mostly cloudy skies tonight, low 44. Tomorrow, Easter Sunday, partly sunny skies, breezy, cooler, high 54. It'll be cool Monday with sunshine in areas of high clouds of the morning, then periods of rain in the afternoon with a high of 53. I'm AccuWeather's Drew Shannon on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. When you need to know, it's WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and the WPG Talk Radio app. And welcome back to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you for tuning in this morning, this fine Saturday morning, the Saturday between Good Friday and Resurrection Sunday. Thank you all for getting up at this early hour and tuning in. Um, I started out the program a little different as you, uh, if you tuned in when we first, uh, came on at six o'clock because, you know, there was a, a news item that I had seen that someone had pointed my attention to that I thought needed a, a quick discussion. So, but I'd like to continue now as we continued our pre Sunday resurrection Sunday celebration today in hopes that Tomorrow, you will take the time to contemplate the full gravity of what had taken place 
all those 2,000 years ago. And because of what has taken place, you and I receive salvation. You and I are changed forever. And that, my friends, is my hope. And we kind of left off uh, in the previous segment today uh, talking about uh, what had happened uh, after the crucifixion. You know, the apostles were, were scattered. And so you can only imagine that the days following Jesus's crucifixion really must have been, again, some of the darkest times for his followers. You think about this. They had placed all their hope in him, and now all of the sudden he was dead. And they believed that he truly was the Messiah and that through his life he would change the world. And they weren't wrong about that. But they hadn't seen clearly all the things that he had said. And yet, here we are, Sunday, and the tomb was empty. That's what we're going to be celebrating tomorrow, that the tomb was empty and Jesus had risen. And make note of this. The first person to see the Messiah resurrected was who? Mary. And all Mary wanted to do was hold on to her Savior once she discovered the good news. However, there's another thing we got to understand. Jesus wasn't done. That was the beginning of what he was going to do. Um, what was finished when he said he was finished on Friday on the cross, the price was paid. The debt was no more for humanity. Now, the next steps were Jesus had to go to heaven and he was going to restore everything that had been broken by sin and make it right and make it good once and for all. And so what tomorrow brings and this Easter week should be doing for you and I, it should be reminding us that because Jesus is alive, we have hope. I'd like to pray with you for a minute. Jesus, thank you for the hope that we find in this Easter celebration. Thank you for your story, for your resurrected life that renews our spirits and invites us to believe in you with all that we are. Please, Jesus, do not let this opportunity miss us today. If we have not fully committed, if we have not heard of you before, or we're on the fence, I want to see you, Lord, in the fullness and trust you in your grace for all people, including me, including you. I give you all of the dead places within me and all of the hopeless thoughts that are in my mind and all of my feeble prayers. And I look forward, Lord, to your work in my life. Amen. Thank you, God. And you know what I'd like to say this morning? I would like to say, this is going to sound unusual, but I would like to say good morning, church. 
And you're like, damn, what are you talking about? We're not in a building. We're, we're not sitting in the pews. You're not up on the pulpit. The praise team isn't here. Listen, the reality of who and what the church is, is you. All you who listen to the word of God, however you hear it, you are the church. And as you accept and have a deeper commitment and allow the Holy Spirit to fill your person, your soul, you are the church. Remember, the church is not a building of block and sheetrock and concrete, wires and lights and sound systems and instruments. That's a building. What makes that building special is when you are there. But you're always the church. You're not the church when you leave that building. That doesn't change. Of course, you're still the church. Don't think that you're not the church when you leave the building. And so often there is that confusion. They point to a structure and say, that's my church. When they should point to the sky and say, Jesus is my king. And we are all the church. The one church under the one God in the name of Jesus Christ. Think about that. Think about it, please, deeply. And I am thrilled that you have chosen to listen this morning to hopefully these uplifting words and hopefully the beginning of a conversation that would help you continue in becoming closer and developing that intimate relationship with Christ whom he seeks to have with you this very moment of this very day. If you've not done it, give your life to him. Seek him. And so, I mean, I'm just eternally thrilled and exceptionally excited, like those adjectives in there. <laughs> Today, you and I, along with this all whole week, what we should be filled with is a, is a renewed hope because the resurrection of Jesus Christ, that is the hope. That is what tomorrow is all about historically. Not that we he has to raise again every year when we get to this holiday. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus Christ sits at the right hand of the Father at this very second. And nothing, no power, no authority, no force in heaven or on earth can change that. The victory is won. All it requires is for you to ask the Lord to come into your life. Now I want to ask you a question. Have you ever thought about the fact that before Easter was a celebration of life, it was an extreme time of mourning, wasn't it? The Savior that they thought was going to return the kingdom to Israel was crucified and all hope had been lost. And it would only have been a few days before the disciples would have watched their friend, the one that they believed was the long-awaited Messiah, to be crucified on a Roman cross. Listen, brothers and sisters, they had placed all of their hopes and their dreams in the coming kingdom that Jesus was going to bring in the world. 
But on that Friday, over 2,000 years ago, they were crushed beyond belief as Jesus was brought down from the cross and laid inside that tomb of Joseph of Arimathea. It was the finality of Jesus' death that would have been the knockout blow to any hope in the disciples, any hope that they would have for a world where God would finally rule and reign, where he would free them from the sin that had corrupted everything else. Think about that. Think about that deeply. He would free us. He would free humanity from the sin that had corrupted everything. Something to think about is that unrealized hope may be one of the most painful things that you and I go through in life. And sometimes that disappointment comes from things that are really rather insignificant. Oh my gosh, what we worry about, what we spend countless hours of our money and, and time on that absolutely mean nothing. While other times, it does come from deep life altering trials that just take us to the edge. And I want you to be aware because I believe you and I both know what disappointment looks like in the different places in life where we encounter it. And it is the sole reason that we submit and surrender all we are, all we have to the King of Kings Lord of Lords, that is my hope for you. And so each one of these things brings all kinds of emotions to us. And when we find ourselves in these situations, maybe now you can relate to how Jesus' followers felt on Easter morning, broken. And after three days of deep sorrow, they were, my friends, in need of a resurrected hope. Stay tuned. You're listening to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio. We'll be right back after this. Please stay tuned. If you're wondering what to do with your money in these unusual economic times, or if you have questions about retirement planning, IRAs, 401ks, or taxes, then listen to The Heart of Your Money, Saturday morning at 8 on WPG, featuring author and financial expert Joe Yakovich. The Heart of Your Money will focus on you, your family, and your financial portfolio. The Heart of Your Money with Joe Yakovich, Saturday morning at 8 on WPG, Talk Radio 90. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And welcome back to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 
95.5. Thank you all for tuning in on this fine Saturday morning, placed right in the middle between Good Friday and Resurrection Sunday. I pray that you'll be blessed this week and that you have been blessed and that your spirit is renewed. Again, you're listening to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. As we continue on with today's program about our Easter message, it's very important. It is very, very, very important about what Easter really means and what had transpired in this week all those thousands of years ago that renew us continually today. So where we left off in the previous segment, I would tell you if we were being honest this morning, right? You and I came here and turned on the radio. We're listening because we're in need of a renewed hope as well, aren't we? The world bashing at us, pushing us, shoving us, telling us we're worthless unless we're buying something, paying something, famous for something. But I tell you, in God's eyes, you are all precious. You, Peter. You, Bill. You, John. You, Mary. You, Sue. You, Chris. All of you, Sharon, every name that I can think of, Kay, all of you are precious in God's sight. So precious. So precious that early in the morning on the third day after Jesus' death, historical texts of the scriptures inspired by these holy men we see a woman named Mary Magdalene made her way to the tomb. Other places in the scriptures tell us that she had come to anoint his body for burial. She kind of missed it since the stone had already been put there. Apparently no one had shared that with her. But either way, her goal was to go put some more love onto her Savior. Knowing that he was crucified. But instead what happens, she goes and sees the culmination of the ultimate love in all creation and the universe. Oh my gosh. When she arrives, she finds the tomb empty. And then breaking her heart, what must have been adding insult to injury, Mary comes to the conclusion that somebody must have come and taken his body away. She's devastated and broken. And as she looks into the tomb where Jesus laid all that she can see and all she fails to see, what is there? Hmm. She focused on the fact that Jesus' body is nowhere to be seen. But what does she miss? And that she misses those two angelic beings who are seated where Jesus was. Through her tears, she tells the angels that she's brokenhearted, not only because Jesus is dead, but because the body has disappeared. 
And this is what can happen when we lose hope. When you and I lose focus off of Christ, our dreams become shattered and our future becomes clear, unclear, even though he repeatedly shared with them what he must suffer and do and die. He made it clear to them that he would rise on the third day. But in their grief, they lost sight. It becomes too easy for us to fixate on what has not happened and what we don't have and what they did not do and what is missing. But after Mary speaks to the angel, she turns and leaves and comes face to face with the resurrected Messiah, Jesus Christ. Here's interesting. Listen to what verse 14 says in John. She did not realize it was Jesus. Resurrection hope was standing right in front of her, and she was unable to see it because of the fog of despair. See how that can twist us and move us and make us miss the things that are right in front of us. That's why, my friends, my brothers and sisters, we cannot remove our gaze from the Savior. Again, like Peter Walking on the water, as soon as he was distracted by the storm, he began to sink. But when we keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, he will lead us through the troubles. And so what it is, what we see here in this week of celebration is that Easter is a reminder that God is in the big. Oh, I can't say this hard enough or loud enough or scream it loud enough. God is in the business of awakening hope within us. And he does this in many different ways that can be subtle, right? It can be missed if we're not careful. Maybe hope comes through a single conversation with a friend and the light bulb goes on. Maybe it's sparked by a small answer in prayer. And the light bulb goes on. Hope can be found in an unexpected text or even from a letter in the mail from a loved one encouraging you. It can come by noticing the beauty of creation in the sunrise or the smile of the blessed children who Jesus would never turn away. Because when we're like those children, we will always see hope. Hope can be found in taking time to be grateful for what we have. For what we do have rather than frustrated by what we don't have, what we think we're missing, what we think God ought to give us. I'm talking to you, believer brothers and sisters. We have taken the gospel and made it a gospel of comfort and focused on our benefit of being comfortable in our lives. I don't see that in the scriptures. I didn't see it in the apostles' lives, and I didn't see it into what we were called to. And I'm not saying this to you because I am this perfect person who does all these things right. My goodness, no. I am standing with you, holding hands with you, making mistakes. But the hope is in the resurrection of Jesus Christ and how he has 
set us free. The key in all of this is our expectation level. And just like a child searching for gifts, searching for what they're going to give us, we search the horizon for God's subtle signs of hope. And that is crucial. So you see, brothers and sisters, what Mary discovered early in the tomb was that the thing she believed to be the most final was not the end at all, but only the beginning. Jesus rising from the dead meant that sin and its ultimate outcome, which is death, could not overcome our Savior, Jesus Christ. He held power and sway over it. Death did not have the last and final say. He did. Oh, my goodness. He did. And so we see later that Jesus said to his followers, keep reading in John, you know, keep reading in John. Jesus said to his followers then, and he says to us now, he is the resurrection and the life. He is the hope eternal and the key to true life now. It is our belief, not just an intellectual exercise, but a deep trust in our Lord that ensures that the worst things that may happen to us in life will not be the last things that happen to us. We have hope that is resurrecting all around us for a full life in Jesus now and forevermore. Let me leave you with this uh let me leave you with this thought here. It is really important for us to understand these beautiful and wonderful things and the miraculous things that have taken place. And my hope is that you will grab hold with both hands and all your heart and your soul. They insulted him and he said nothing back. He suffered and he threatened no revenge to anyone. He left it all in the hands of his father God, knowing always God sets things right. He carried our sins to the cross to die so that you and I might live for what is right. And by his wounds, you are healed. God bless you all, my friends. I pray that this Easter celebration lifts you up. God bless you all. Thank you for listening to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. God bless. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.